Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Magical Mouse. We are a Disney Parks podcast focusing mainly on the Walt Disney World Resort here in Orlando, Florida. This week, we'll be heading to Main Street to talk about two years in Disney World's history and which one we would rather visit. That's right, in the first of our year versus year series, we will be talking about 1989 versus 1996. What happened that year? What was the resort like? How would we approach visiting these years? And ultimately, we pick which one we would rather visit. But first, some housekeeping notes. Please head to our website, MagicalMousePodcast.com. And there you will find links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, plus all of our previous episodes. Also, all of our social media feeds and our YouTube page. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like us on Facebook, where you'll start to see more live content as the parks start to open back up more. And we go there more with, hopefully, soon more extended hours. Also, uh, as we go to Springs and other places, Instagram would be a great place to keep track of where we have been and where we may be currently uh, at the Walt Disney World Resort. Also on YouTube, we will be starting to make more videos when we're able to go to the parks. So you want to subscribe to us on YouTube. But like I said, this week on Main Street, we are heading back in time to 1989 and 1996, two very influential and important years in the history of Walt Disney World. So please, email us, tweet us, Facebook us. Let us know which year you would pick uh, to go uh, back in time and visit Walt Disney World Resort. Here it is, this week on Main Street. Welcome back to This Week on Main Street here on The Magical Mouse. This week we'll be talking about two different years in Disney World history, and we'll have to decide which year we're going to imaginarily... Imaginary? We're going to visit. It's an imagination. Just use your imagination. It's not that hard. We can't actually get in a time machine and go back to 1989 or 1996, but those are the two years that we're going to choose from. And if this is successful, this could be something we do in the future as Disney park hours are cut, uh, experiences are still cut, so it's kind of hard to go and experience things. We actually tried to get a park reservation today and could not. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll be going to Hollywood Studios on the 24th, but... Uh, our time at Disney is going to be sparse. We have been to the Springs quite a bit, um, but twice. Twice, but I feel like we've been. More. I've been three times. That one time. Anyways, uh, so what we're going to do is pin two years in history against each other. We've watched YouTube videos that we will put on the show notes on our website, MagicalMousePodcast.com. You can go back or these reference articles that we found to see what was happening back in 1989 and 1996. Joining me around the virtual table are the same cast of characters we have every episode, but we're going to try something new this week. (laughs) We are going to do a quick, and this is what we're going to do at the beginning of every Main Street segment now, and if you want to chime in, you can start to send your reactions 
uh, on social media. We are at Magical Mouse Pod and Magical Mouse Podcast everywhere. The easiest thing to do is go to MagicalMousePodcast.com uh, or email us at MagicalMousePod at gmail.com. So here we go. Three quick this and that. You don't, you don't have to explain why. You don't get to explain why. You just have to give your answer. We'll start with A because we always start with A. The first this or that is Disney Springs... Or resort, resort hopping. Uh, without ex- explaining it, because I don't think I need to. I think I've explained it plenty in past episodes. Just say it. Resort hopping. All right, Whitney, you're next. Uh, I have to say Disney Springs. Okay. Mm. Springs. I'll say resort hopping. Ooh. All right, you guys can go do that one day, and me and Kate will go to the Springs. Sounds good. Sold. <laughs> um, all right, here's the next this or that. You ready? Fantasyland or Galaxy's Edge, Abe? Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> this is a loaded question for two people who do a Star Wars podcast in addition to this one. Yeah. 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 But that's my answer. But fan- yeah. Fantasyland's the OG. Yeah. What are you picking? Um, I think I will go with Fantasyland. Surprisingly. It's oh, tough. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> All right, Kate, what are you picking? Of course, my answer is Fantasyland. All right. I am going to actually pick Galaxy's Edge. Shocker. It, All it, right, this is turning into a good um. Girls Day and Guys Day. It, is. it doesn't mean that the other, like the other games that we play, where the other one has to go away. It does. Both of these exist. Just which one? It's right. just a preference. Yeah. yeah. So the next one is churros or Mickey ice cream bar. Dave. Um, not a fan of ice cream in general, so churros. Wouldn't. Um. One of my most favorite days at a theme park was it was closing time and we went by a churro stand and they gave me all of the ones they had left over that they were going to have to throw away at the end of the day. And that was probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me at a, at a theme park. Um, wow. Yeah, my answer is definitely churros. Wow. Kate? Mine is also churros. I don't like yeah. ice cream either. Uh, churros is my favorite. Um... Churros is my favorite snack, but when I was not a local, and I had, and we came and visited on vacation, I always got a Mickey ice cream bar, and it was something that I had to to do on every visit, no matter what, no matter the age or the time, so I have to go with that, although churro, Disneyland churros are better than Disney World churros, I'll just say that. I was hoping on our trip we were going to take that we would get to try all those flavored ones that they had now. They have like, like apple. They have those grape. in the springs. Do they have them in the springs? Yeah, they I tried some. a salted caramel one yesterday. Is it the day good? Before yesterday. Yeah, it's super delicious. Ryan was lame and got our, the original one. So, on our girls' day and guys' day, we're all getting churros. We can agree on that. That's where we come. That's the meeting point after the day. We just all come together <laughs> over churros. Yes. I'm getting ice cream. All right, so that is the the three this and that's for this week. Get your answers in. Picking Fantasyland or Galaxy's Edge. You picking Springs or Resort Hopping, or you picking the Mickey Ice Cream Bar or the Churro. I really, really, really.
wish we were at Disney World. Me too. Can you wish a little harder? Welcome to our magical tour of the world's number one family vacation destination, Walt Disney World. It's 46 square miles of Disney fun in Central Florida, where the sun smiles down year-round. You're about to explore the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and the Disney MGM Studios. Dive into three incredible Disney water parks. Discover a wonderful world of beaches, recreation, and entertainment. Plus, check into a vast selection of Disney resorts that cater to every fantasy and pocketbook. All right, so now we're moving into the meat of this week on Main Street, and it's going to be year versus year at Walt Disney World. So the first year that we're pinning up against the second year, the first year is 1989. Now, we did watch this weird GM-sponsored video that they did for 1989. It's on YouTube. It's a three-part video where it's like making magic at Disney World, and it kind of takes you to the stuff that you can do. Super 80s, I would say. Very strange. Um, but 1989 was actually there was re there's a reason why we picked these two years. There's actually these are actually two very big years for Disney. So I want to explain some of the things that happened in 1989, and then we'll kind of talk about why that sounds good or why it doesn't. So some of the like major big things that happened in 1989: Typhoon Lagoon. So Disney World uh, opened another water park because they did have River Country, which is closed, but it was attached to. Uh, like the Fort Wilderness area. So this is like their first real big water park, like theme park style water park, and it opened on June 1st that year. Uh, and they had pretty much it's stayed nearly the same. Um, there was a new attraction in, in Magic Kingdom called the Delta Dream Flight. Uh, basically, it was uh, it's where Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin is. It was like a flight simulator sponsored by Delta. Another big thing that happened in 1989... Pleasure Island, which is now Disney Springs open, but this was like a lot more clubs. It was a lot more adult themed. Uh, they in 2008 they ended up closing the clubs, um, but it is Disney. It, that's what Disney Springs is. Pleasure Island was this new idea of shopping and clubs. Probably the biggest thing that happened that year. MGM Studios opened in 1989, but when it did open, uh, there was only a couple of rides open, uh, and it was really not even a half day park when it first opened. So when it first opened. It was not that that great because they only had literally... I think there was literally three rides when it first opened. Um, so, Tony's Town Square in Magic Kingdom opened in 1989. The movie that was being promoted at the parks uh, that, that year was The Little Mermaid because it came out. So, The Little Mermaid you got to see at, um, at MGM Studios. Um in some parades, um, so there, there you saw a lot of uh, merchandise. Also at MGM Studios, 1989, uh, Star Tours opens in 1989, as well as Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular and the Wonders of Life Pavilion at Epcot. So those really, as you can see, it was a big year for Disney because they added a third theme park in MGM Studios, a huge water park in Typhoon Lagoon, you had a few attractions open. You had Tony's Town Square. Nothing, like, really huge. But 1989 was a big year. So, Abe, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm assuming you guys watched the, the weird videos, right? Yeah. So, the GM weird sponsored video. Uh, MGM Studios opens up. Uh, Typhoon Lagoon opens up. 
would you, you don't pick a year yet, but what do you what did you think about 1989? What do you think would be intriguing about visiting during this year? So you're I'm assuming what you're suggesting here is you're taking a time machine and you're going to the year 1989. You're spending the year in 1989. So in other words, I am the person I am now absorbing 1989. Disney uh, at 1989. That's a good question. Would you be so you have knowledge of 2020, right? Or would you just I no? You know what? I say you experience it as your age, but you're you're in 1989. You didn't go back in time. Like you went at that that period of time. You don't know what you know now. So that nothing necessarily seems. Or what do you think we should do? What do you guys think we should do? Should you know? We could try both ways. Okay. I would say okay. I would say first off, as a child in 1989, with you know, you're the only one alive in 1989. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Sorry, babe. Um, as a child remembering 1989. Um, yeah, that was great. I remember too. <laughs> yeah. Um, first off, I want to say those interviews were in ma- amazing. Uh, in the video that we watched? In the video. you Watch the video because it's worth it for the, the interviews alone. There's one really awkward boy who, who seems like he doesn't want to be there. He's and he's very just, obviously forced to sing It's a Small World yeah. after all. Um, but I would say 1989 would be... Uh, one thing that was that stood out, and actually Whitney made mention of it, is how, like... I mean, this is... This is I think was more so for Epcot, but there's actually buses that drive around in Epcot. There's yeah. no way yeah. that can happen now in Epcot because it just the double decker, um, you know, in 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 uh, Great Britain, right? Right. But it goes around the whole of uh, World Showcase. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to think about in the time we live now. You can't even push a stroller now. <laughs> I mean, current times notwithstanding, but yeah. But the thing about it is, I mean, it's like, I think that 1989 had a lot to offer, but if I'm, it, it, see, that's a, it's a tough thing thinking of it as a kid in 1989, because I can't separate the fact that I am thinking about it as an adult in both years. Well, th- that's oh, what I, let's, let's think about it this way. I think if you don't go back in time, you should be your current age now. Like, I think, like, so... You're not. Yeah, so you're not, like, a kid. You're, like, you're you, so but you're... Situation. But you're your age in that time. So let's say it's 1989, uh, I'm 27, so I, let's just say I was born in 1972. Like, so I'm 27 in 89, and, but, like, that's just the time I grew up in. Same with 96. Yeah. So so you're not going back in time. You don't know. Because I think it could, you could find these things kind of unimpressive. Because like if you go to Pleasure Island versus Disney Springs, you might have that colored. But if that's all you knew, then you're not comparing it to 2020. Because I think naturally, if you get in a time machine and go to Magic Kingdom, it, some, it might be cool to experience history. But like you also would be like, well... This is better, or this is worse, or what? It, like, so I'd say, I'd say your your current age, but that's the time you grew up in. Like, thirty. Let's say you're thirty five. So you were born, you know, in at eighty nine. I guess you'd be like born in like the fifties or whatever. So let's just say, you know, l- let's just put it that way. Current Abe is placed 
in 89, but you've never known, like, the 2020 time. So, not a kid, not whatever. So, your sensibilities and your taste, you know, are similar. You just, you know, you're 35 and 89 versus now. Gotcha. Well, I think that, uh, I mean, obviously, watching that video, there's a lot to MGM that doesn't exist now. That would probably be pretty cool to to even an adult like I know you've mentioned in the past um, and I didn't you know if I have any recollection of it going I don't I, I can't recall it just because I went so infrequently when I was young that I just it's hard for me to remember but like you said the backstage tour was great and all this was great watching that video it did seem like that would be something that would appeal to me um, about 1989 specifically because um, it showed that a little bit and again you know obviously I wouldn't know any better but the fact that there was no lines you know seemed like empty what that would be obviously incredible yeah. what do you think yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, I think what drew me I, I'm a little bit biased you're gonna be surprised what I actually pick I think but I'm a, I was a little bit biased because I went to MGM Studios in 98 and that was my favorite like I I was a like Disneyland hardcore I had been to Disneyland more than I'd been to Disney World growing up but that ex, that specific park the backstage tour the sound show uh, the fact that you could walk through in animation studio while they were working on movies. I remember they were working on Mulan when I went there. So I was obsessed with MGM Studios as a young kid because I went there in 98. The park was nine years old. I was like, this is the best thing ever. So even though I like it now, now I see I wouldn't know what it is now, but it's kind of biased because I would love to be at that park in opening year. Like I think the difference between 89 and 96 is that like when Michael Eisner took over Disney and he started to expand everything, including the parks, this was like the first year where all that stuff really started. He opened a brand new theme park, water park, Pleasure Island. Um, and so like it would have been really exciting, I think, to be at Disney when all this expansion is happening in one year. Like, oh my gosh, a brand new water park. Because if you think about it, Disney really hasn't added a park or anything like it since 98 when Animal Kingdom opened. So... And I, the only park I've ever been to on opening year is California Adventure in 2001. So I've never been to a Disney World where, like, something brand new is open. Like, we we haven't been to Riviera Resort yet. Um, you know, I don't think any of us really went to any of these parks on opening year. So I think to the, the thing that appealed to me was 89, being like, oh, my gosh, a brand new park, MGM. Uh, it's all about movie making. They actually had, that was, they actually had a real working studio there. Uh, that they used uh, to shoot some things. So, what appealed me to me about it was just like all the brand new stuff uh, that was happening there. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, both years, like you said, were significant in what opened. Um, and like, if you just take it at just what opened, then I've got to lean more towards '96 personally, but. Like, like, because obviously, if you're looking at it from 1996, you still get everything from 1989, right? Yeah. yeah. But if you, let's say, you didn't get the things from 1989, and like, let's say you were taking a trip to Disney and you just didn't have time to do everything, so you were just focusing on what just opened, 
and we're thinking about it in those terms, I think I would choose 96 um, personally. But um, I mean, again, it's hard to it's hard to judge because you just have so much knowledge of what Disney is now, yeah. which yeah. is good and bad because obviously what we have now is more and better. You know, like the new attractions at Disney are obviously awesome, but the, but the problem with them is that you can hardly even ride them. This is like, for example, Rise of the Resistance. I mean, we I've never. We still haven't been on it. We still haven't been on it because, yeah. as much as it might be the best ride ever, I can't get on it. Whereas, it looks like in both '89 and '96, you could pretty much go on any ride at any point with no trouble at all. So just to go to a full, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the, I'm gonna read the full list of the things that happened that year. I got a full list pulled up. So, if you could fly attraction op- closes at Magic Kingdom, this is 1989. Disney issues new $1 and $5 Disney dollars at Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, the $1 bill $1 bill has Mickey Mouse on one side, Sleeping Beauty yeah. Castle on the other. The $5 has Goofy on one side, Epcot Spaceship Earth on the other. Uh, the Crossroads Shopping Area, I don't even know what that is, open at Disney World. Uh, the Walt Disney World Casting Center opens. Uh, and then you have MGM opens the great movie. It opens with great movie ride, backstage studio tour, the Magic of Disney Animation Tour, which to me, that's the probably the best thing I've ever seen at a Disney park. I really hate that they closed it. Um, let's see. The, there was a film called Back to Neverland opens in the animation tour. The Monster Sound Show, the New York Street area, the 50s Primetime Cafe opens at MGM, Studio Catering Company, Superstar Television, which was an attraction where you could they actually filmed you on popular shows. I remember, I remember um, Home Improvement was like a show you could be put into. Uh, during That's that. what it showed in the video. If yep. you watch the video, it's home improvement. Uh, there's a Dinosaur Gertie's Ice Cream of Extinction shop opens at MGM. So basically, that's the rest of it is just a bunch of MGM stuff in May. Uh, Mickey's of Hollywood, which is still open. Uh, Typhoon Lagoon. All right, that's right. Pleasure Island also opens in May. It includes the Neon Armadillo Music Saloon Nightclub, Mannequins Nightclub, Adventurers Club, which was very, very like a cult hit, the Adventurers Club. Um... XZVR or FR Rock and Roller Drome Nightclub and Comedy Warehouse Nightclub. So it sounds like Pleasure Island opening year was just a ton of adult nightclubs. Just I mean, it's weird to think of Disney Springs, but just a ton of nightclubs. It's funny because I'll listen to Whitney's mom talk about her, you know, college age, high school, high school even, and they used to go to those nightclubs all the time. That was like the place to go in Winter Garden if you wanted to go get nightlife. Like they used to go to the one that she used to always Whatever talk about. Paddlefish used to be. Yeah, Paddlefish used to be something else. The Queen something where they went every Friday night just to dance and drink and have fun. That's so crazy now to think about that nowadays. Um, so Typhoon Lagoon opens in June. Uh, so in uh, in June twenty on June twenty first, Disney World welcome its welcomes its three hundredth millionth guest, a guy named Matt Gleason. So shout I out to Matt. Missed it Gleason. by a year. Matt Gleason was the three hundred millionth guest. Uh, so then we mentioned the Delta Dream flight opens in uh, in Magic Kingdom. Um, let's see, the the Disney World Village is renamed renamed the Disney Village Marketplace, uh, which I think that was half Disney Springs used to be half Disney World Village and half uh, Pleasure Island. Uh, mm-hmm. So then in August you get to the Ewok Village opens uh, to the Star Tours attraction. 
Uh, Indiana Jones opens the stunt show, which is still actually playing. I don't know if it is now, but uh, Wonders of Life Pavilion. That included the Body Wars, Cranium Command, and Goofy Over Health film. Uh, the film Making of Me opens in the Wonders of Life Pavilion. In the Future World section of Epcot, uh, the Wonder, Wonder, Wonders of Life Pavilion opens. Okay, that was already in there, so I don't know why that said that twice. Uh, Disney announces plans to build the Dixie Landing and Port Orleans Resort. So they didn't build it, they just announced it. And then finally, there was an Italian shop that opened in the Italy uh, Pavilion. So that's the full... Uh, it's like really big things, but not a lot of tiny things. Like you'll see in 1996, there was an anniversary celebration, tons of parade changes and everything else. But for this, Little Mermaid was the movie, Pleasure Island with a ton of nightclubs, MGM, and Typhoon Lagoon. Um, so, Whitney, you're a big advocate of the water parks. I only, I've only been to the water parks once when I was growing up. Uh, so what do you think Typhoon L- Lagoon does for, like, for you going there on, like, opening year? Oh, I would love to, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting, too, because, like, with the order of water parks actually opening with, they had River Country and then Typhoon and then Blizzard Beach, which is definitely the order that I started going to because my family went to river country every year. And then we were like, Hey, Typhoon Lagoon sounds fun. Let's go to that one. And then afterwards blizzard beach. But, um, yeah, I love the water parks, but I also would have loved to experience pleasure Island in its prime. And I imagine that it's first year was it's prime because I mean, it's a hop in place. And also there is the locals who are going to go there. Like it's not just Disney you know, people, um, locals of Orlando and everything having, if we were doing it the way we're saying I would be living here. So absolutely. That would be something that I would have 100% been there like every weekend (laughs) because it sounds pretty awesome. Uh, I, but obviously I never got to experience before I turned 21, but I remember seeing it all the time. Um, Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I don't know. It's interesting because I did go to Disney in 1996. So, I mean, I was only six years old, but I mean, we could have watched some of our old home movies <laughs> and figured it out and what it looked like back then. But um, it would have. And, and as far as like going to Disney when a park opens, we did go to Animal Kingdom quite a bit when it opened the year it opened um, in 98. And I remember a lot of my classmates were excited because um, they got to be in the uh, ride uh, intro video for Everest. Oh, and that was like a really nice. big deal. And they were celebrities for a little while at school. But anyways, nice. so it is fun and it's a huge thing. And I mean, you get, you know, swag that no one else can get. And cause it's opening year and all that stuff. And, you know, you get firsthand experience of the first person to do something. And that's pretty cool. One thing that, you know, the water parks, going back to the water parks a little bit, is that it adds, like as a Florida, as a Florida resident, it adds something to do in the months of at least July and August. Not this year, though. Um, yeah, not this year. But that is one thing that I, 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 I mean, you guys, I think you guys are blacked out for July and August, but nobody wanted to go July and August anyway. It is so blistering hot that it's not worth it to go to the regular parks unless you're going for an evening and then even then you're going to go for a couple hours before you sweat to death you know well, the best thing disney ever did was offer a separate water park annual pass i mean mm-hmm. that was like mm-hmm. so smart because that absolutely targets 
you know, they're Central Florida people, but. You know, another thing that I thought about 89 was that Epcot was only seven years old. Mm-hmm. Like, Epcot, early Epcot was very interesting because it was, like, in flux. They were still de- deciding on what it was going to be. Uh, you know, the original, um, like, uh, like I don't know what you call it, the intro fountain that they've actually rebuilt now. You yeah. can see some of the, the stanchions that are coming back up. But that was, like, still very early. Epcot was only seven years old as a park. Uh, you know, now it's almost 40 years old, um, but at the time it was only seven years old. And they just opened Wonders of Life, so it was like, that was also an exciting time there. Wonders of Life is closed now, but that was a big part with Body Wars and Cranium Command. So, like, as a his- history guy, 1989 is very interesting to me, but I do not know if it's like your best bet. Now, Kate, I don't think this year is fair to you. Because you don't care about like movie making, right? So MGM never, the old MGM never really excited you. You're it not still doesn't excite me. <laughs> you're not a dance nightclub person that I know of, are you? Not really. Unless it's at Disney World. True. That's true. It is different. Um, and like you said before, you're not into like the history of things. So like I would want to go. It has to be something I really want to know about. And, like, the year 1989 is something I really don't want to know about, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Does seeing, like, Little Mermaid the year it came out at the parks interest anybody? That was the first movie my brother saw in theaters. So maybe he would like it. But... You said 96 would be Pocahontas? Yeah. Yeah, Pocahontas would probably be uh, higher up. Than Little Mermaid. But it's hard to keep my like own uh, bias out of it, cause like, I, yeah, I wasn't around to see Little Mermaid in theaters, but I did go see Pocahontas in theaters. So there's an. I I I would have been interested to see Little Mermaid and the fever that was there, because we, I mean, I didn't obviously I wasn't alive. No, nobody except for A was alive, but Little Mermaid. <laughs> It was one of the most success. That was what was considered that kicked off the Disney Renaissance of the mm-hmm. second era. My brother liked it. Yeah, like it was, and you hear people talk. I wa- we just we just recently watched the Howard Ashman documentary on Disney Plus. The, the oh, he was he was the lyricist. You you kind of forget because it took some took them so long to put like an actual ride in the parks. Now they put that show in that's still it's still open Hollywood Studios, still very like nineties, but. The actual ride didn't open in like the undersea voyage till decades later, but that was a like that was like in the '89 that was like Frozen is today. Like kids, it launched like a lot of people's careers that were obsessed with songwriting. Little Mermaid is still popular. It's still pop. It still sells well. So to think to be there the year that it actually opened, I'm sure you heard those songs everywhere. I'm sure mm-hmm. the merchandise was everywhere. Posters were everywhere. That's actually kind of cool to me because I was I did see Pocahontas. Uh, when it came out in 95, 96, it was re-released like a bunch of times. Um, I'm not the biggest Little Mermaid fan. I like the movie. I think it's really interesting. And I like the ride that they have in Magic Kingdom. It was never my favorite when I was a kid. But you are right. Like, look at how relevant it still is. They're making live actions of it all over the place. And it was on, they made a Broadway adaptation. And, you know, to this day, it's still being done everywhere. Yeah, that merchandise is in all kinds of places. Yeah. It sells well. So, I mean, I think that would have been really interesting to see Ariel uh, everywhere. Like, they put her in every parade um, to see, like, how people would have reacted, you know, kids back then. Like, 
our daughter is obsessed with Frozen to see all the kids wearing like Little Mermaid she stuff. She also really likes Cinderella right now too. You want to take her back? No, Cinderella. She in saw the 50s. Coco for the first time. Did she like it? Yeah, and I cried. Did she sob? I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time. Um, so that's that's really it for '89. Nothing for for UK really. Like, there's like, is there any bit that you're like, oh, I had to be there for the opening of the nightclubs for MGM? And do you think if you would have saw MGM in '89, you would be feel different about it, like no. when it opened? I mean, let me let me go back to what I was saying though. Uh, if we're taking the flip side, and I am the person I am now, and I know everything I know, going back to '89 and just experiencing the Disney nightclub scene yeah. would be worth it alone. <laughs> just, I do agree with that. <laughs> I want to know what that looks like. I, I can't even imagine. I mean, it's like the dance moves, the personalities, yeah. the fashion. That yeah. would be interesting. Well, I mean, to be a fly on the wall at any of those clubs that you name, <laughs> crazy names would just be so much fun. Think about the prices of everything too, because you know the 2020 <laughs> well, prices. At one point, they in in the '96 uh, one, they, they they go into the second half of the video is them um, kind of going into the DVC thing. Yeah, yeah. The resorts. The resorts, and they were talking about how All Star, which All Star still you know the most affordable. But a night at All Star was only sixty nine dollars. Yeah, I would have. And that's crazy. That's crazy. You know, think about nowadays. I would have. I, I would have loved to have to, to, to went back from twenty twenty to eighty nine and like sat down at fifties prime time and probably ate dinner for like two people for like twenty five bucks, thirty bucks. Yeah, like less than that. Yeah, I mean. It's funny how they, if you see like prices even from like 99, 2000 to 2020, they've like quadrupled where ticket prices to get in, like you said, crowd level, uh, it would have been really interesting to see like the prices. Do you think the crowd levels then are like what the crowd levels are right now with Corona? <laughs> I'd say it was probably a little busier in the summer, but I think the slow seasons were close. The slow, like when we used to go, anytime we would ever go in the slow season, it, it was like, it, there was never, it was like five minute wait. Yeah. And now there is no such thing as a slow season. Um, yeah. But well, yeah. there is now. <laughs> we it's uh, every did day. get to ride Flight of Passage twice now, in one day last week. That, that, was, that? Week before? was two weeks ago because it was, it, I mean, it was obviously, obviously we're dealing with the the pandemic and everything else, but it was also the day that the hurricane was hitting. Oh, that's right. We went on hurricane day. Uh, so it was like very, very slow. Pro tip, go to Disney on the day of a tropical storm. Yeah. So, Nobody's there. Yeah. The weather's beautiful. I mean, it was, it was dead, 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 dead. It was scary how dead it was. I mean, flight of passage was walk on both times. Wow. I mean, we would, you could walk around Animal Kingdom and not see anybody in five minutes, not see a soul. Yeah. yeah. That is how it used to be during slow seasons. So, yeah. um, but it would have been, I think the, the the biggest sticking point for me and why I would want to pick 89 is just MGM Studios because I am obsessed with that park. Be there when it's open to see how it, like, fully what they wanted it to be. They literally wanted to make, like, Hollywood. They called it, Michael Eisner called it Hollywood East. He wanted to make movies here. The animation tour, if you've not seen it, go watch it on YouTube. It is amazing. Like, you used to be able to walk, and down in the little 
like cubbies or like rooms that you would see through the window, you would see animators animating Disney movies. Like it's that. basically like the equivalent of living off the land, but instead of like seeing the plants and how that is done on a very real basis, actually seeing animators on a very real basis. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm asking. Yeah, I don't know because I never did go on it. I, I remember it was just and they had it open until they replaced it with Launch Bay. I mean, even though they the animators didn't work there anymore, they did leave the desks there and concept art. You saw. I do. Them. Okay. You're I, right. I remember seeing that. Yeah, I do uh, too. Whatever. And. But I just remember going to 98, and they said, when you were walking around, they're like, these animators right now are working on Mulan. And so you look down there, and they're literally animating scenes from Mulan. And I was just like, as, a, as I think I was five, I was like, what? You know, and then the studio tour, they were like, here's Herbie from the movies, here's like the Golden Girls house, and here's all this. Again, this was the 90s, so Golden Girls was like... That's right, Herbie, they had Herbie. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was that, like, as, as a five-year-old, I still remember, it was my favorite park's like trip when I was growing up um, was going to MGM when I was five and just being like the the queue line for the studio tour was costumes and props from movies. I remember Indiana Jones like full costume was in there uh, and you it's saw a great movie where I was yeah and you saw vehicles from Star Wars at the end like they that George Lucas had donated so it was just like I mean I was so to be there when that park first opened. Because there was also a, that year, every day that year, there was a different celebrity that was visiting the park. Uh, so they would always do a, a, a tour, like a, a parade, where the celebrity would sit in like a convertible and wave. So it would have just been, I mean, who knows what the 89 celebrity would have been. Um, <laughs> but just. Uh, Fred Savage, because I saw that in the video. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so to see Fred Savage is just, I mean, life changing. So. Let's move on to 1996. So this this one now for years since I believe the 70s they've had these planning videos that you used to be able to get in the mail uh, on tape or on DVD when it got to later and then you would like see all the stuff you could do once you booked your vacation they would send this to you in the mail. The 1989 one does not exist online, but the 1996 one does. So we'll put that in the in the in the show notes on our website. But 1996 was another big year because it was the 25th anniversary of Disney World. So let's just—I'm just, just going to go over some of the things that happened in 1996, uh, and then we'll go from there. So, so we talked about how you know the Delta Dream Flight opened in '89. Well, on the very first day of 1996, January 1st, Delta ended their uh, their sponsorship, so it changed to Take Flight. And on January 12th, the U.S. government purchases the Shades of Green Hotel at Disney World from Disney. So you guys know that only service members and veterans can right. stay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. stay there. Yeah. Um, so the va- the Vacation Club Resort Hotel at Disney World was renamed Disney's Old Key West Resort. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's veterans or just active military. I have to look that up. Which Old Key West is the resort we've stayed at more I love than it. it. It's a great resort. Uh, so if you guys remember this, the first car race is held at the Walt Disney World Speedway. Uh, it was a Formula Ford 2000 support race. They used to have Richard Petty's, uh, it was like a, a racing track where you could actually get in a NASCAR car and drive around. It was like a Richard Petty experience. That was a... Vaguely remember that. Yeah, and they closed it. Just recently it. ended. Yeah, they just recently closed it. Um, so they, the Speedway also hosts uh, an IndyCar race. The Disney Institute opens at Disney World in Florida. Uh, the GM Preview Center opened at Future World. Uh, so GM was a big sponsor throughout the 80s and 90s. They have, they have like a video of every year. Here's the one that gets interesting, right? So the Toontown Hall of Fame opens in Mickey's Toontown Fair. Yeah. Uh, the Tangaroa Terrace Restaurant in Polynesian Revor- 
Resort Village closes, so I didn't even know that was a restaurant. Tangora Terrace, but it closed in yeah, 96. Uh, so the Celebration Golf Club opens uh, in 96. The Celebration City itself, the city of, of Celebration, if you've not done the history, maybe we'll do an episode about that one day. It was a city that Disney actually built uh, and owned for a while. They ended up selling it off, but that actually opened in 1996. Uh, that's somewhere we've gone two Christmases in a row. I love Celebration. Uh, the Richard F. Irvine Riverboat is renamed Liberty Bell. Uh, some of this stuff is really... Al Weiss becomes president of Disney World. This is another big one. The Boardwalk opens in July, so the Boardwalk Resort opened in 96. The Universe of Energy Pavilion in Epcot opens, incorporating Ellen's Energy Adventure. We don't even have to read the rest of this. Mm. That automatically makes it the best year. Yep. Uh, Well... Not anymore. <laughs> 45 minutes of air conditioning. What more do you want? So uh, we go to um, the Walt, the World of Disney shop. So, you know, the World of Disney opens in the Disney Village Marketplace. Yeah. So remember I told you the Disney Springs is t- was, was divided into two things, Pleasure Island on one side, the Village, uh, <laughs> the village Marketplace was on the other side. Uh, and that's really it as far as like uh, month by month, but also happening. It was the 20th anniversary, so it was decorated all over uh, the three parks, including the infamous birthday cake castle um, in 1996, which was quickly panned and nobody seemed to like. Uh, but it was this pink, very strange castle. Uh, the <laughs> the movie that was hot and being promoted was uh, Pocahontas. They had a, a, uh, a stage show in, uh, I believe it was MGM, um, where it was the spirit of Pocahontas. It was a stage show. Um, so there was, um, obviously, uh, like I said, you saw 25th anniversary stuff everywhere. Uh, outside of that, they also had uh, Spectro Magic. Um, Spectro Magic Parade was... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was actually introduced in 1991. So that was the main parade going on in, in Magic Kingdom. It had replaced the Main Street Electrical. It was Spectro Magic, which I don't think I've ever seen. Um, a one-day pass was $38.50. Get this. You want to read that one? No. Guess how much it, my heart. Guess how much an annual pass was in 1996. 80 bucks. I wish. $220. But so you could you could go for the entire year for basically the price of a ticket today. Well, premium annual passes were three nineteen. I wish they were still only three nineteen. Here's uh, so here's the um, let's see. Uh, Blizzard Beach was open. River Country was also open. So in 1996, there were three water parks open: Typhoon Lagoon, Blizzard Beach, and River Country. Uh, Discovery Island was open. If you guys have never heard of that or seen that, there was an island. You know, it's in the Seven Seas Lagoon now. It's it's been abandoned. It's kind of crazy if you actually look at pictures back there, but that it's uh, in the video. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like it's like basically Animal Kingdom before Animal Kingdom. Uh, you could go to that island in the middle of Seven Seas Lagoon, and like I said, I, I would recommend looking up some of the people that have got on there and taken pictures of that. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what else. Um, let's see. I don't really see. Uh, so, for two eighty seven, you could get uh, for two hundred eighty seven dollars, you can get a three night stay. Uh, this is, I guess, per person for a three day ticket, a four day ticket, a three night stay, including dinner. Obviously, it has nine holes of golf, 
all of that and unlimited park visits during that time was two hundred eighty seven dollars. So for two hundred crazy two hundred eighty seven dollars per person, you can get a three night stay, uh, unlimited park yeah. admission for four days, uh, nine holes of golf. Uh, you got a photo session with Mickey. Oh, okay. You got a choice of one of these. Okay, so you actually only got a choice of one of these. You could either do casual lunch or dinner, a character breakfast, nine holes of golf. Uh, you could get a guide to the parks, an Epcot tour, or a photo session with Mickey. So still, yeah. I mean, that's T- insane. Yeah, two hundred and twenty dollars. This is when I would argue that MGM Studios when it was as is absolute like peak because by this time a lot more rides had opened, Tower of Terror, and all these other things had opened by this time, um, and. You know, it was a lot more, like I told you, like fleshed out. And so also they were actually right. doing productions there at this time. So you were going during the 25th anniversary, to recap, uh, the castle was a cake. Uh, you had um, Toontown was, I, I, was it Toontown or was it Mickey's Birthday Land? I think it was Toontown by this time. Because it started as Mickey's Birthday Land, it changed to Toontown. So you had Toontown uh, in full swing. You had the 25th anniversary stuff everywhere. Boardwalk opened, the City of Celebration opened. Um, and you had Pocahontas with a stage show. Uh, some uh, some of the 25th anniversary events had Mickey Mouse recorded a special 25th anniversary wake-up message for resort guests. There was special window decals on the monorail, a stage show at the Magic Kingdom that thanked returning guests, a new edition of Illuminations at Epcot's called Illuminations 25, the contemporary resort spelled out 25 in red lights on the side of the main tower, and that's really... Uh, all we have. Also, there were no fast passes in 1996. Standby, standby was the only choice. So, I don't see really anything. For DVC members, it was a special year. Up until then, the only DVC resort at Disney World was Old Key West. Uh, th- that's then when Disney Warwalk opened. It was the second one. Uh, and I think that's really about it. So, if, Abe, you guys, what from watching the videos and hearing all the stuff that was happening, what do you think would be interesting about going in 1996? Well, like I said, I mean, if, like you put, you know, if you're if you're looking at it from the perspective of me as an adult, but not me as the adult that lives in 2020, going back to 1996, I still think what would attract me about 1996 versus 1989. And granted, I, 1989 has a lot to offer, but it seems like, and 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 again, this is coming from a person who has been to Disney quite a bit in the last five years. And at this point, because I go to Disney so often, the resorts really have become my new, the new thing that really kind of draws me back over and over again. And the resorts seem like they have a lot of, I mean, one thing I didn't, I guess was not new to 1996, but I don't know when it was introduced was DVC. Do you know what year that was introduced? I can look at that. Okay. Well, regardless of that, it seems like they really were kind of focusing in on that in 1996. Like that was a big push. And I remember running into, we were staying at the Polynesian a few years back. I ran into an older couple that bought DVC right at the very beginning. And they were, they have this book that they gave you from DVC back then that was full of, of park park tickets that they said, they bought back whenever it first started and they still haven't like used half of those park tickets in the years since. Well, it was like when DVC started, Disney didn't really know what they were doing with it. They just knew it was a timeshare thing. So in order to be, have incentives, you got like a ton of points for not much money 
because they only had one resort at the time. Yeah. So they gave you a ton of merchandise and what they thought was an appropriate amount of park tickets. But these people like 30 years later are still coming to Disney for free. Yeah. I just remember like in the recession that happened a um, few years back, 2007, you know, like the, the, the a word that was popular at the time was a staycation. And since then, staycation has kind of stayed a popular thing. And as an Orlando resident, a staycation means staying at Disney. And looking at like what they were offering, if you watch that video, they, there's a whole, the second half of the video from 1996 is basically them trying to push the resorts. And just thinking about that immersive, because that's another word that you hear over and over again with Disney is immersive. They want the immersive experience and the immersive experience starts with the resort, staying at resort, staying on Disney property, not having to leave Disney, Disney property. And now granted as an Orlando resident, I already kind of, you know, that immersive word is something that we get to kind of throw around because we can go to Disney whenever we want, but it does, even as an Orlando resident, it does feel different when you're actually staying on property. It's, it just feels like you, you are a part of the magic in a way that you you couldn't be just going for a couple hours or even for a full day because you're tired. And I think about this every single time I go to Disney. I think, gosh, I wish I was just staying at the resor- one of these resorts. Then I could just go to bed, clock out, wake up, and go back to Disney. And I think about that all the time. And uh, so, again, 1996, I think for me, the resorts play a big part in my uh, attraction to that video we watched and, and just what 1996 had to offer. Well, I think if you listen, if you listen to Michael Eisner, there was actually a, uh, an interview in 96 that he did talking about the expansion of Disney world. And he was talking about when he came on board, it was like 84. The only parks that were open were Epcot and magic kingdom. There were very few resorts. Nobody seemed to be interesting in expanding it. And he came on and was like, we need to expand this place. That's why if you heard in 89, they announced the, the the building of Port Orleans and a couple other other places they wanted to like really um, you know he wanted to really expand and be like no this this needs to be a vacation like capital not um, not just a place to go to like Magic Kingdom for the day and you stay at the Holiday Inn down the street like no we need to get people in here and they don't need to leave until their vacation is over that's why you had Pleasure Island the Disney World Village Discovery Island so in the 90s around the mid 90s. Eisner really pushed this DVC. DVC actually started in December of 91. So this is five years now into the program. This is the second DVC resort with Boardwalk. He really wanted you to, like, go there and not leave. Like, that. before it used to be a thing. Maybe you go to Disney and Universal. Maybe you go to the beach and Disney. No, no, no. He wanted you... That's why they had things like the Magical Express that happened under his term, where it's like, you you don't even need a car. We'll take you from the airport to the hotel and back. You literally just show up. You can go dancing and clubbing. You got the Disney World transportation with the buses. That was all stuff that Eisner introduced. And like so that video, the 96 planning video, that's really when they started the resort push because they opened the boardwalk. They were opening tons of resorts. They wanted to, He wanted to really expand it. So that's what you see reflected in the video was like, Let's turn this thing into the the capital, and not to mention they literally that year built a city. Like they, he was like really all about Disney World. That was one of his favorite things to expand. Both animation, what the Renaissance, starting in '89 with Little Mermaid, and going all the way up to I don't know when people think that consensus is over. I always say at Mulan, it kind of ended. Lilo and Stitch is kind of on the outside, 
but I, from like Little Mermaid to Mulan, he wanted the animation studio to be up and running. He wanted Disney World to be like this huge, expansive place, and that's why you saw like a lot of that resort stuff being kind of reflected uh, in that video because he really wanted people to like understand. That's why they were off in that package I read off. You got three nights stay, four four days of unlimited park passes. You can either go golfing or you can go take a tour of Epcot. Like he really wanted you to understand this is more than just like hot dogs and Magic Kingdom. So and, and, and even more so like appealing to every generation, every age group, every uh, like you got your people that want to go golf, you got the people that want to go nightclub, yeah, yeah, like a, something for everyone basically. Yeah, uh, which you know. It, it, I think it worked because nowadays you go to Disney yep. and you look out at the crowd in front of you and it's everything from families to, you know, singles that are just like hanging out by themselves, you know? Or like I know people who go to Grand Floridian just to go to the spa. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's a, you just do that. You a, think. a mutual friend of all ours was by himself at Magic Kingdom today, Jason. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> or, no, I'm sorry, not Magic Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Good for him. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. So, this is where I think Kate shines. I think, what would you think about going to the parks in the heart of Pocahontas release? Pocahontas everywhere, songs <laughs> everywhere, Fantasmic had a Pocahontas scene. We can end this episode yeah. right now. Right, we already know what's happening. Kate, we're going to leave, but uh, you go ahead and do your, your monologue. We'll come back in half an hour. Is that the is that the number one reason why you pick ninety six? Of course it is. What do you think? So here's a question: Would you rather go back in time as yourself or be like twenty uh, nine in ninety six? Because then you might not have liked Pocahontas as much as because tw- you would have saw it when you were twenty eight in ninety five. You see what I mean? Or if you would go back in time now, you saw You're it already when you were, knowing it. Yeah. I think you would need to go back in time because then you you saw it as, as a, a child. Kid Ooh, that's a good point. Would you rather see it? Would you rather go to? Di- I think you should go at like eight years old, where you just saw Pocahontas the year before. I wasn't eight. I know, but I'm saying I'm saying because you were only five at that point. Yeah, but I acted out Pocahontas in my living room so all maybe, the time. Like it got on my dad's nerves. That's how much I watched Pocahontas. They had Pocahontas. I looked it up. Some of the stuff they had it everywhere. Like uh, they had all the they had every costume character you could imagine was walking around. You could meet Pocahontas anywhere, everywhere. Uh, they were really big on promoting that movie, especially at the parks. It's my dream. Parades, the sh- the stage show at MGM. You'd go to MGM for that. Listen, you? listen though. I even think. Okay, so wait. So if we were, if I was to go back. Now. Okay, so. <laughs> Hold on. So I can't be me now? No, you can be you now. If I was me now, it would be as if I was a, like, five-year-old child in the park. Like, it wouldn't... But if I were... (sighs) I don't know. If I were to have just seen it at this age... Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question. You may not like it as much. I don't know. Because you weren't a kid. But for me as a child, I had long black hair and like I was a tan kid so and I have like a lot of Indian in my blood so I was like man yeah we're the same a movie for you yeah I was like this is awesome I think you dance with all the colors of the wind right oh yeah or sing with paint with them paint with the colors of the wind wind. yeah (laughs) 
That's the thing I but wish... But I also danced with all the colors of the wind. I, I think about this question, we, ha- we talked about this at lunch today. Like, what would be, if you could go back in time... I, I We were talking about this earlier. I said, if you could go back in time, like actually take a time machine, and you get to go visit a park, Disneyland or otherwise, on a day, you just get to pick the day. You just get to go for the day. And my answer is always, like, 59 or 60 Disneyland where Walt was always walking around. So my the chances of seeing like Walt in Disneyland would have been like the coolest thing uh and like but I I wouldn't want to do it on like opening year but like a couple of years later. If I had to take you and not tell you where we were going, it would be 1996. Cuz 1995 even though that's when the movie came out, uh Eisner really started getting that you can promote the movie in No. <laughs> in the in the parks a year later. Like he he started to use Pocahontas as the movie where he's like Wonder if we put this everywhere in the parks and see what happens. Like Little Mermaid, it was a little bit in there. Beauty and the Beast, it was a little bit in there. Uh, but when you actually got Aladdin, uh, it started to get more. But by the time you got to Pocahontas in '95, he was like, he literally, if you go see Phantasmic today, there's like a whole the whole the whole show comes to a stop and there's like a Pocahontas dance song to promote the movie. So the merchandise, the characters, that's where in the songs it was literally everywhere. That's where I would take you because I think I would want you to see that like. Imagine going into the Emporium, and it's just a massive display of Pocahontas. So I went to Disney once as a child, and I was two, so I don't remember anything. But I wish my parents had waited a couple years Yeah. and taken me after Pocahontas came out. For all of us, I mean, you guys were were locals, but for like for all of us, this was the years that you missed out on. Like, if you would have gone to Disney as a kid, like like most people do, these were the years you would have gone: ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. Because uh, I went, I've, been, I've been going to Disney. Crazy enough, we visited Florida every summer, but never Disney World. That's funny. I mean, yeah, it's funny how each one of us individually has a totally different experience with Disney. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the 25th anniversary. Uh, the anniversary thing is a, is a bigger deal now than it was, but to change the entire castle into a birthday cake. They, okay, it could have looked better. Yeah. I feel like if they had done it more tastefully, it would have been better. In the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just, it seemed a bit much. I need to look this up. I've seen it before, but I just need to see it again. Well, it did look a little cheap compared to like, you know, uh, like some of the other things that they've done for like Disneyland 60th, like a much more elegant. It looked something out of like Toontown. But some people made a point of, like, imagine if this was your only trip that you ever went to Disney World, like, in 96, and the castle looked like that. that's what the castle... And that's what the castle... So all your family pictures is just... Okay, so you know how when they did, like, the diamond celebration thing? Yeah. That looks pretty... It's too much. It's way too much. It's (laughs) so over the top. It's insane. It is awful. Yeah. Uh, Now, that being said... Real that quick. means no one can complain about the pink that it is right now. Oh, if yeah. they go back and look at this one, yeah. I, I like the the current colors, but anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I would have liked to have seen it. I never saw it. Um, uh, it's guess. it's insane. I mean, I mean, to see it in person would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my first trip to Disney World was '98, so, um, you know. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think about visiting during the cuz I feel like merchandise now is a little bit more of like a thing than it was back then. Like right like you didn't have to have like 25th. Like I feel like next year 
I mean, we'll see what happens with, like, the pandemic and everything and how much they actually play out. But, you know, the 50th anniversary is next year. So they had huge plans for, like, you would want to get the merchandise and all this kind of stuff. But back then, like, I don't think people cared as much that it was the 25th anniversary. Like, we celebrate anniversaries of everything now. But back then, you know, they actually are selling... If you go to Disney Springs in the Disney-style store, they're selling T-shirts as... It's a retro T-shirt as if it was it as if it was 96, 25th anniversary with the Kate Castle on. I don't know if you guys have seen those T-shirts. Um, oh, I've seen <laughs> Yeah, so I actually want to get one because it's really cool looking. Uh, it looks like... It literally looks like it's all faded, like it was sold in 96. Let's calm down. Are you sure it's really cool looking? It is really cool looking. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, what do you think about going to the 25th anniversary? Does that does that appeal? Is that a reason? Would that lean towards you guys choosing 96? The castle? Absolutely. Just I mean, yes. I, I, the castle itself, maybe not. Okay, as a person who doesn't know, no. As a person who does know what I know right now, absolutely. <laughs> the same as I'm going to the nightclubs to be a fly on the wall <laughs> is the same reason I'm going to see this crazy castle. Yeah. What's funny is just what's funny is you know that side elegant picture? I'm seeing this all over Google. You know, where you see the water and you take it from that side angle and it's always like the best angle you can take it from the Cinderella's castle. You guys know what I'm talking right. about, right? Yeah. It's so funny to see some of these pictures that people have taken at that angle, but it's pink. Uh, but it, not even all of it. The whole castle isn't even covered. Yeah. Just the front of the whole castle is covered, but then you get to the side and there's... Oh oh, the goodness. 25th anniversary one? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Ma- try to like get like a side between, view. Between uh, Street and Tomorrowland? Yeah. Or, yeah. or the other side. Other side, yeah. Or the uh, other side. Yeah. I'm going to share... Look up like a side view. It's awful. I'm going to share my screen so you guys see the t-shirt I was talking about. Uh, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, this is the shirt they're currently selling right now um, in in Disney. They have a sweatshirt, too. Oh, that's but funny. That's amazing. It says, Remember the Magic uh, 25th Anniversary Cake uh, Castle. The cake looks cooler on the shirt than it does in real life. But see, because I mean, the sweatshirt's kind of cool. You can kind of yeah. see where even they made the t-shirt a little faded here. As you see, like it comes faded like that, as if you bought, yeah, it, in, if you bought it in 96. Because I think back then... It wasn't like a thing to get a T-shirt, uh, but like I guess here's the actual shirt. Yeah, here's the shirt that actually was that came out that we found it here. I'll put this in the show notes oh. too. This is actually yeah, the shirt that they there. sold. That's funny. Yeah. Yes, let me. Yeah, because they were because I did notice in the video they also you know they're pushing Pocahontas obviously, but they also seem to be pushing Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin must have been a couple years old. At that, that was point, also one still, of my favorite movies as a child. Yeah, I I do think. Like I said, at this point, bless you. Because uh, I think Michael Eisner, like I, I think what people don't understand about Eisner was that like Disney kind of is as a company right now because of him. Like he saw it as a multi-million-dollar media all over the place company. It's why they bought it. He bought ABC. He bought ESPN. He bought all of these things under his watch because he thought that like oh this company could be so much more. And in '96, I think you that this was literally the height of his of his time, uh, because you saw all the expansion, and that's why you saw they were promoting Aladdin, they were promoting Pocahontas, they changed the castle to a cake. So honestly, like, and I think the studios was at a full swing at this point. So is there anything else? Uh, what about the city of celebration? So we've been to celebration twice, three times maybe. 
to do the Christmas celebration. And I see the city and the idea of Disney creating a city for you to live in. Like, hey, wonder if you wonder if you got to live in the magic. You can live in the Golden Oak thing now. They actually have a, literally a a you know multi million dollar mansion. Place. Which you should go look on. Like, there was one for sale recently, and you could see all the indoor pictures of it and stuff. Oof. I want it. Uh, Luxury but, uh, living. But Disney actually still has facilities on uh, Celebration. That's where they like the cruise line operates out of. I mean, but it's such a cool little city. The first time I went there, I was kind of amazed by it. Uh, it's a nice like architecture and stuff. I mean, you guys maybe know more about Celebration than I do because we didn't grow up here. Uh, does does that at all like to, oh I'd love to see Celebration when it was owned by Disney? Did you guys ever see it during that time? No. The 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 best view I ever got of Celebration. I don't know if I should be saying this on here, but was when uh, our company was hired to do a massive lawsuit uh, case case uh, like civil action case or what is it what am i thinking of uh i can't concentrate uh, <laughs> against against the celebration because the 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 building was actually you know the actual construction of the buildings in celebration were such shoddy work that it was it was awful <laughs> so that's definitely a selling point to go check it out 96 <laughs> uh 96 I do want to. I do want to see what that city was like when it was owned by Disney. Like, what was their whole idea behind it? I I do like their Christmas thing they do every year with, uh, with the lights, uh, on Jeter Lane. I believe it's called. Uh, it's and, supposed to be really big in Halloween too, right? Yeah. Yes. And then the also the the ice skating rink that they have where it snows. Uh, that was the first. The we had just lived here for about a month. Uh, our whole family had come down to live, and we went there and they took the kids to the fake snow. So I like celebration. That's another to me. It's another ticking point of just like Abe said to be a fly on the wall to see the city when it first opened. What Disney's idea was like? Okay, let's let's create a new city. So I don't know. It's definitely fascinating to me. So let's make a final call. We'll go around the table. You pick the year. You can give a brief description of why you picked either 1989 or 1996. Uh, Abe, are you there? Wait, I'll go first. Yes. Okay. Well, no. Let's do reverse order. Kate, you go first. I'll go first. Ooh. 96. Pocahontas. That's it. I don't need to say more. And Pink Castle. And Pink Castle. Alright, now we'll go to Abe. Okay, okay. In a bouncing back and forth order. Um, I'm also going to choose 96, but again, I think it's just the big uh, push on on the uh, resorts and the whole immersive uh, aspect of what Disney is now. I mean, even then in 96... It wasn't as immersive, but it was cheaper to be somewhat immersive. So I'm gonna choose 96 as well. And and also uh, something that dated me really really bad in the in the video we watched was the fact that Toy Story oh. was. I just couldn't. I, I couldn't because I first off I forgot that Pocahontas came out out after Toy Story, but Toy Story was a like. I think I would say Toy Story was the first movie that I could f- feel. It did it not? No, Pocahontas so. came out a year before. Which is interesting. Okay, so then Toy Story must have come out of at '96. Yes. Okay. So, but still, the fact that Toy Story was '96 um, was the big push just really makes me feel old. 
Um, but because uh, I remember seeing Toy Story as not an adult, but as an older child, thinking like I'm too good for cartoons anymore, and thinking, oh, this is this is different. This is actually like really really good. Yeah. Um, putting Pixar in that level that uh, that it is now. Well, it was Pixar. Was That's what I'm saying. Like, but it was the very first Pixar film, right. and then all of a sudden now Pixar is kind of like these films since then that transcend youth and adulthood still to so, this day. To, to your point, so did, Toy Story actually came out in November 95 and Pocahontas okay. had come out in May 95. Okay. Um, so one after the other. But to your point, I did I did completely forget about that. I've actually seen videos of this. Uh, Toy Story had a massive presence at MGM. That's where basically it, it was like parked at was MGM because you got to remember Disney didn't own Pixar at this point. Uh, they were only partnership. Uh, so, okay. but they had a big Toy Story parade in '95 at MGM Studios. Uh, so yeah, it was it was pretty big in '96. Um, uh, back in in '96. And what's funny is now you think about it, about the staying power of Toy Story in '95. It came out and then. You know, they open a Toy Story Land. You know, decades later, um, in in MGM Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I mean, Toy Story. You know, watching the Imagineering documentary and how Toy, how Pixar in general, kind of, uh, you know, did help Disney in the that kind of uh, age group between the young group that would watch something like Frozen and the group that would watch something like Star Wars to kind of bridge that gap. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my long explanation of why 96 is important. Uh, Whitney, Whitney. Um, as a water park and ride person, I got to go with 96 as well. Um, um, there's just, again, more to do. I mean, yeah, 90, 89 is exciting because it was all opening. But um, I I don't like to think that I fall into the camp of let's let it go for a year and then go and make sure they get all the kinks out. Like I normally like to experience things immediately. But with 96, you got more of everything plus they work the kinks out, if that makes sense. I think it, this is like I picked these two years because I think these would be the toughest two years for me to pick from. You know, the opening of MGM, which was my favorite park. Hollywood Studios is not my favorite park, but MGM was my favorite park um, when I went 98 versus 96, where I thought there was a whole lot of stuff happening, too. Those are two very big years for influential change. Um, but the idea, you know, Pleasure Island, MGM, Typhoon Lagoon, um, all in one year. And then this year, you got the boardwalk, the 25th anniversary. Um, and Blizzard Beach was open at this point. So, ultimately, I, although MGM going opening year <laughs> would be the most <laughs> exciting for me, I think I'm going to have to pick 96 because I really want to see that 25th anniversary castle. Give me some 25th anniversary merch that you probably sell for a lot of money on eBay nowadays. Um, on top of that, uh, just I think that's right when the middle of it all. Like it's Disney started a little bit of a decline starting in 2000. They started their, their ascent in 89. So, like, to be right in the heart of it at the ultimate, like, this is when Disney was literally firing on all cylinders. With Think about what happened since 89. But just from 92 to 96, Aladdin, uh, Toy Story, Pocahontas, 
uh, you know, all of these things, all just year after year after year to be at the parks and actually be, because I went to Disneyland during these years and 96 I actually went to Disneyland. Uh, I don't remember I was three. So I, you know, to, but actually to go and remember the nineties, uh, you know, at, um, anyways, just saying, um, I just, I think 96 for me. So we all go four, go 96, but 89 would have been a fun year to visit. I think Typhoon Lagoon opening year, MGM opening year, Pleasure Island opening year, you know, put a fanny pack on, go to the, the clubs and just kind of be like, you know, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> Actually, you could kind of wear the fashion of today and fit in. Yeah. All right. You guys got anything else between 89, 96, any, any, I, I had a good time breaking these, these years down and watching these videos. So I think, I think that's something we'll do again. The videos were definitely fun. I mean, <laughs> they were. <laughs> have you guys ever seen that video that kind of went around the internet for a while? It's kind of a funny video that went around of like uh, the dating uh, videos from 1980s. It had the same, I'll have to, well, you'll have to look it up. But it had the same awkwardness in the 89 ones from every single person. It was cringeworthy for sure, watching those people try to <laughs> explain their trips to Disney. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's going to be it. What is, so let's, let's, you guys get a lot of feedback you got to give us. Go to magicalmousepodcast.com to find either email, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of those things we want to hear from you. This or that. You go in Magic, Magic in Fantasyland. Or Galaxy's Edge, you go in uh, Churro or Mickey Ice Cream, or are you going uh, or, Resort Hopping or Disney Resort Springs? Or Disney Springs. And then 1989 versus 1996. Were any of you guys there? Do you have pictures from those years? Uh, if you can set a little bit more of context for us, send it our way. Uh, but with that being said, this was this week on Main Street. We are going to 1996 over 1989. But I don't think there's a wrong answer on this one. Uh, I don't think there's like a so obvious. That's why I didn't want to pick, like, 85 versus 96, because 85 would have got creamed. But I think this is a tougher choice because all the stuff that ends up opening. So if you have two years you'd like us to pin, pin against each other, let us know. But uh, that was this week on Main Street. We're going back to 1996. do it folks for this week on the magical mouse thanks so much for tuning in please get us your answers 1989 1996 and why also answer this week's this or that question go to our website magicalmousepodcast.com to find us on social media email us youtube we want to hear from you in between shows expect a more regular release schedule as we start to get more time and more time in the parks and we're very excited about growing this community and this show please go to our website magicalmousepodcast.com like i said and get involved next episode we'll be talking about mulan we'll be talking about the movie uh and how close it is with the animated movie and then once the disney plus come disney plus one comes on we will talk about how close that movie is to the original story so that's that's what i meant to say 
We'll talk about how the animated movie, how close it is to the original story, and then we will do a follow-up episode when the live action hits Disney Plus Premium in September. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time on The Magical Mouse. Thank you.